Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Those folk who are coming across are the ones who are helping to put food on our table. Without them, we're not able to eat. If you, if you turn them away, if, if all of them were uh, turned away, and then you, this legislation passed, making it easier to get at people who are already here legally, and you have no immigration, then we would have no food on our plates. We would have no, nobody taking care of uh, the building, the construction of our uh, homes. We would have nobody cleaning up in the hospitals. Uh, you know, honest work that deserves an honest day's pay. That's Democrat Congressman Hank Johnson, who once worried that if you had too many people on the island of Guam, it would capsize. That's no joke. Can't make that one up. That one is a joy. He worried that if we had too many soldiers on the island of Guam, that if we had too many people there doing training exercises, that Guam would capsize. He wants you to know that we need to have illegal immigration because without illegal immigration, who, I ask you who, is going to clean our hospitals? I do not know why progressives are such bigots, but they are, and think that the only thing immigrants are good for is some grunt construction work or cleaning our homes or cleaning our hospitals. To fix this, I have come up with a foolproof plan. Actually, this is a plan of my father's. This is foolproof. Here is how we are going to fix this idea. And maybe we'll get progressives to think differently about immigration. Every person who comes across illegally over the southern border is immediately given a law degree and the ability to practice law in any state they choose. Now let's see how badly we need them. Every single illegal immigrant is immediately a lawyer upon entry into the United States. And they get they get their law degree. And they and by the way, a good one, not one of these bullcrap schools. They get a good law degree. They have here. You, you don't even have to worry about passing the bar. Here you go. And they all get a briefcase. And and there it is. And they all immediately get the charge. Four hundred eighty three dollars an hour. Let's see. Hank Johnson, the Democrat from Georgia, talk about how important it is to bring these people into the country because without them, who will, uh, you know, um, uh, sue the corporations? If everybody coming across the border was a trial lawyer, if everyone coming across the border was a lawyer or a banker, the progressives would shut down the border in seven and a half seconds. I love that because that's usually the kind of thing they say about Republicans. Oh, they only worry about the fat cats. You only want illegal immigrants because they'll clean your house, you weirdo bigot freaks. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What is going on, everybody? 833, got Tony. Go on. 
argue it with me. 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY. That is the number. We're keeping our eyes on the southern border. Uh, but but first, uh, allow me. Um, George Santos has got to get thrown out of the House. As much as it's going to hurt Republicans, what are you going to do? George Santos, a guy who has lied about everything in his life and has really just made sweaters look unbelievably soft. It's like a super soft birthday party, but worse. He has been charged by the Justice Department. The word came yesterday that there would be charges. He was taken into custody today. Has the Republican from New York a 13-count indictment that was just made public, U.S. District Court of the Eastern District of New York. Here you go. Seven counts of wire fraud, three counts of money laundering, one count of theft of public funds, and two counts of making materially false statements to the House of Representatives. All I'm saying is that unfortunately for Kevin McCarthy, there's no choice here. There's no choice here. Now, you can argue, oh, oh, the guy's not on any committees. Can't force the guy to resign. He can be expelled. He can be expelled. Are we now going to say that you don't expel this guy? Because he's going to vote for Republican things and you only have a thin majority? You only have a thin uh, margin of victory in the House? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? Is it is it a special election? Well, they voted for a Republican once. They could do it again. Or is it the kind of thing where the governor gets to a point? It's Governor Hochul. It'll kind of stink. By the way, the most amazing part about George Santos, the most amazing part about him, he ran twice, and nobody really vetted him the first time. And clearly, nobody really vetted him the second time. It doesn't even make any sense that he should have been able to get he should have been able to get this far. It doesn't make any sense. The U.S. Attorney Brown Peace, uh, that's uh, the U.S. Attorney's name, stating in a, putting in a statement, this indictment seeks to hold Santos accountable for various alleged fraudulent schemes and brazen misrepresentations. Taken together, the allegations in the indictment charge Santos... Wait, I, did I read that right? Yeah, I did. Taken together, the allegations in the indictment charge Santos with relying on repeated dishonesty and deception to ascend to the halls of Congress and enrich himself. He used political contributions to line his pockets, unlawfully applied for unemployment benefits that should have gone to New Yorkers who had lost their jobs due to the pandemic and lied to the House of Representatives. My office and our law enforcement partners will continue to aggressively root out corruption and self-dealing from our community's public institutions and hold public officials accountable to the, con- to the constituents who elected them. Well, I think there's a lot of members of Congress you can do that with. Um... I'm sorry, I can't imagine the situation where he gets kept. I can't imagine that the Republican Party thinks that that's worth it.
He's got to go. He's got to go. Because let's say you make the argument that the only part of of these charges have to do with some level of wire fraud, right? Seven counts of wire fraud, three counts of money laundering, one count of theft of public funds, two counts of making materially false statements to the House of Representatives. If you said it was just the wire uh, fraud and the money laundering, somebody could fight those charges. Theft of public funds? Your Congress. Theft of public funds? It's hard to overlook that. Two counts of making materially, materially, sorry, false statements to the House of Representatives. You're the House of Representatives. You're the House of Representatives. How could you not do something, say something, respond in a way? It sucks. It sucks for the Republican Party. And that's life in the NBA. That's it. I'll give you something that sucks for the Democratic Party. Please. We should not think this only goes one way. Senator Dianne Feinstein is coming back to the Senate after nearly three months away because she had shingles. I know I know what you're saying. What now? Shingles. Yes. Kept her away for nearly three months. In that three months, Democrat after Democrat demanded that she resign. Because she's incompetent and incapable and old and infirm and senile and all these things. Remember, when her team announced that she wasn't running for re-election, she actually said, I didn't say that. And then her team said, well, we put out a statement. And she said, oh? She hasn't been okay for years. And people have noted this for years. The Democratic Party didn't care because as long as she just filled the vote, you know, did, did, did the thing, um... You know, that's all that mattered. As long as she could just vote, that's all that matters. That's how they feel about John Fetterman. If they had any heart whatsoever, they would tell John Fetterman to go get healthy. Deal with the stroke, deal with the depression, go get healthy. You're worth it. But they all called for uh, Feinstein to go. Why? Because she wasn't there. And they could not get judges out of committee and then voted on. She was holding up the works. And Schumer was like, seriously, Republicans, let us put somebody else on the committee. How dare you? And Republicans are like, nah. Nah. I mean, handle your business. We going to make your life easy? Nah. Not doing it. Not doing it. And they were, of course, right. Democrats have to deal with the fact that they have allowed somebody to stay in the Senate who is incapable of doing the job. Not one, two people. Of course, Fetterman and Feinstein should go. And in these cases, they'll get replaced by other Democrats. This is about a standard. The power hungriness is so great and so complete, we don't hold to any standards whatsoever. I've told the Republican Party, you got to get rid of George Santos, even if it means you're going to lose the seat. It's the way it goes. This guy can't stay. If you think that Fetterman, if you think that Fetterman and 
Feinstein can stay. You're out of your mind. You are out of your mind crazy. But I will be the one who suffers for having a standard. I get it. I get your point. I get your argument. I do. I really and truly do. Meanwhile, Gavin Newsom has just put himself in some political jeopardy. And I love that Brian Stelter has theories with NBC's Tom Costello about Tucker Carlson. Oh, these people, they never cease to amaze. Also, what happened with that inflation report? Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. No human being is illegal. I believe that in my heart. I will continue to fight to make sure that we pass some sort of form of comprehensive immigration reform that gives our immigrant neighbors the dignified pathway, legal pathway to citizenship they deserve. I look forward to voting against this horrible racist bill and again urge my colleagues to vote now. That's right. No human being is illegal except for those dirty Jews in Israel. They got to go. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that is that not what Rashida Tlaib said? Funny. It's it's what I thought she said when she was celebrating the Nakba, which is the Palestinian word for catastrophe, referring to the creation of the state of Israel and uh, agrees with people who chant from the river to the sea. Palestine must be free, which is a call for genocide. I thought she was saying that the Jews are illegal and have to go. I'm sorry. I must have misunderstood Everything she's ever said. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. She wanted to host an event at the Capitol to celebrate, (laughs) feel the air quotes, the Nakba. She wants to celebrate the desire to destroy a country. McCarthy said this isn't happening. The speaker saying the event, this event in the U.S. Capitol is canceled. Instead, I will host a bipartisan discussion to honor the 75th anniversary of the U.S.-Israel relationship. McCarthy continued, it's wrong for members of Congress to traffic in anti-Semitic tropes about Israel. As long as I'm speaker, we are going to support Israel's right to self-determination and self-defense unequivocally and in a bipartisan fashion. Republicans should remove her from her committees. To uh, push a lie that the creation of a nation is a catastrophe, that a people are a catastrophe, which is what she's saying. Sorry, no committees for you. You are a problem. That's how Republicans should have responded. That's how they should have acted. Tlaib's uh, Tlaib's event reads that May 15th marks 75 years since the beginning of the Nakba, which means catastrophe. I mean, she's not afraid to admit it. 75 years ago, Zionist militias and the new Israeli military violently expelled approximately three quarters of all Palestinians from their homes and homeland in what became the state of, of Israel. Um... Should we talk uh, about the people who weren't allowed into Egypt and other nations and were basically left to die? Should we talk about how the so-called Palestinian people have allowed terrorists to run their nation? 
And when they want to stand up, realizing that this is not a way to live, they get destroyed by those terrorists, in this case Hamas, and you, Rashida Tlaib, don't do anything because the truth is, wouldn't you agree that Hamas is more aligned with you than you're willing to say? The Palestinian, if you will, living in the Gaza Strip, may actually want peace. Hamas wants destruction. Which one are you in favor of? Israel's there, and it's going to remain, and so we're clear, everybody, I'm a Zionist. I believe in the the concept of Israel. I believe in the, in the ability of Israel to exist. I don't shy away from this for a second. I apologize for nothing. Does that mean agreement with every Israeli policy? Oh, God, no. And I think, for example, what we've been seeing in Israel, this conversation of the judicial reforms, Really fascinating, because you realize that their judiciary, their Supreme Court, if you will, doesn't actually come from a basis. What constitution? What basis are they actually basing things off of? It is this very amorphous thought. So when you think about judicial reform, as Netanyahu, the prime minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, has put it forth, it's like, okay, Where should this power come from? What abilities should they have? Do you think it's right that a court could decide that a law is unacceptable because it's unreasonable? Isn't that a very subjective concept as opposed to basing it on Israeli law? It's odd. It's peculiar. I don't know if every concept that's been put forth about their judicial review is so awful. But some people don't like it and they're protesting. Right, good, smart. Let's hear it for democracy. Well done, well played. Try and have some democracy and protest in the Gaza Strip with Hamas. Let's see how many rocks you take to the head, how many beatings you get about the, the, the throat, and how many people get killed. Where does Rashida Tlaib side she doesn't even side with the united states and the concept that we have borders listen to her again no human being is illegal i believe that in my heart i will continue to fight to make sure that we pass some sort of form of comprehensive immigration reform that if she doesn't believe that people are illegal is she also saying that she doesn't believe in borders if no human being is illegal you're saying they could not have broken a law broken a law so you don't believe in borders. Is this the, is, is this, I mean, I don't want to put that upon her, right? That she's a Jew hating bigot. Uh, that's clear. But does she believe in borders? Yes or no? Cause it seems to me what she's saying is no. And for putting on this organization with the Jewish voice for peace, which is a, a very uh, hateful group of, of, uh, you want to call them self-hating Jews or whatever it is. It's fine uh, by me. Um, she should be removed from committees. She should be removed from committees. There's no, there's no room for her. There's no room for this bigotry. You got to stand up to it. That's why I talk about her the way I do is as direct as I can. I don't want to allow anybody an opportunity to even question it. I don't put things upon her that don't deserve to be. But the fact that she's a Jew-hating bigot, I mean, she's the one doing it. Meanwhile, Trump is held liable for sexual abuse, and that's the headline. But this was civil, not criminal. So does it change 2024 and his chances? The answer is, well, I have that next. I'm Tony Katz. 
I know nothing of E. Jean Carroll. I don't know her work. I know nothing of her allegations regarding President Trump, except she's saying that Trump is guilty of rape, Trump is guilty of abuse, and Trump is guilty of defamation. I know that there's no criminal charges that that I've heard of. I, I mean, I don't think there's any criminal charges. And that Trump was just found guilty in, in on the civil charges, I want to make sure I say that right. I shouldn't say found guilty. I should say found liable. Liable of sexual abuse and liable of defamation, not of rape. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. 833-468-8669. Find everything on Twitter at Tony Katz. And, of course, TonyKatz.com. That's the home of all our good stuff. Liable. In a civil suit. A civil suit is far different from a criminal proceeding. Far different from a criminal proceeding. The the uh, type of evidence, uh, the, the whole, uh, you know, beyond a reasonable doubt, that whole threshold, all different stuff. Being found guilty civilly is different than criminally. But still... Trump is found liable. That's the terminology. E. Jean Carroll, of course, immediately going to the television networks to say this wasn't good enough. Trump did this, that, and the other. What about when that first finding was found? This jury found that Trump did not rape you. What about that moment? Robbie can explain the legal. Sure, and, and I want you to. But I just wonder, E. Jean, what went through your head when you heard that well i just immediately say in my own head oh yes you did oh yes you did see that's my response so look new york law on sexual crimes like this is complicated and it's not probably appropriate for morning viewers oh so you won't explain to us what happened fine uh good but that's eg and carol at the first saying oh he absolutely did well i don't expect her to say anything else if she believes something happened or she's telling the tale do i believe it I don't know enough about this case to fill a thimble, guys. If you ask me if I think that E. Jean Carroll is trustworthy, no, I don't. But what does that matter? (laughs) Me thinking whether or not she's trustworthy, I would say is pretty insignificant of a data point. I don't know the woman. I'm willing to bet that a lot of women had sex with Donald Trump back in the day, and I'm willing to bet that some of it was super freaky. Doesn't mean it was rape. They, this this civil case, they find Trump liable. The question before us is, what does it all mean? What does it mean for Trump going forward? What does it mean for him... In 2024. Now, there are some people who want to say that it doesn't mean anything. Over there at Fox News, Sean Duffy, the former congressman, is trying to explain to people that this this ruling doesn't matter because Trump supporters are going to look, they're going to look right past it. They're going to look right past it and say this doesn't mean a thing at all. I agree with most of everything that Andy McCarthy always says. The problem is they don't agree with his assessment of what impact this is going to have on the coming election. So, I mean, listen, 
Donald Trump got convicted in a New York courtroom, and I think most Americans outside of New York see the city as being very liberal and biased towards Donald Trump. And yeah, he has a lot of legal trouble. The problem is most Americans look at how Donald Trump has been treated um, by law enforcement, whether it was the FBI, the DOJ and the CIA going back to Russia collusion, four years of investigations and accusations that were put out in the media. And that all came to, to came to be false. And so I think there's a lot of skepticism about Donald Trump's convictions. And I think a lot of them will look beyond that and say, you know what, is he going to fight for me? And that's against the backdrop of Joe Biden, who has pending legal trouble as well, where he could have made money as the vice president through his son selling access to the VP's office. Now, I, I, I'm talking about that. Uh, you, you, you will hear me get into that. I've, I've got a whole breakdown of, of that story. And, oh, if you ask me if Joe Biden's guilty, the answer is hell yes. But Sean Duffy is making a mistake here because Sean Duffy is discussing the supporter versus the voter. The supporter versus the voter. These are two different things. The people who support Trump, the hard edge supporter, will always support Trump. Wasn't the line, I could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and people would still vote for me? I'm, I'm paraphrasing. But the answer is yes. The hard edge Trump supporter will do exactly that. Exactly that. But that's not all you need. That's not all you need. You need more than that. You need the people who make the difference in the elections. Those independents, those women. You just got found liable by a a court for sexual abuse. You don't think that has an effect with suburban women. With all due respect, you're unserious about what goes on in politics. You don't understand the numbers. You don't understand the voter. You don't understand the detail. You think that because you believe it, your friend believes it. Therefore, it is. And that's not the way it is. That's how you fail. That's how you lose elections. That's how you suck. So first, let's not suck. Let's recognize that this has an impact. Is there any question to the idea that the political left has lied about Donald Trump, has attacked Donald Trump relentlessly, despicably for the last four years? Absolutely not. This is exactly what they've done. This is exactly who they are. They are awful. They are disgusting. They are despicable people. Adam Schiff, Eric Swalwell, awful terrible, disgusting people, disgusting Americans, unworthy of your time, attention, or love, should not be members of Congress, and Eric Swalwell should be investigated for his work with a Chinese spy. You can't get me to to, to say it any other way. Trump's been abused. It's gross. And these people are not freedom fighters. They're the lowest class 
individuals we have out there. These are all products and and descendants of of the Gore Vidal view of Beria. When you say, show me the man, I'll show you the crime. And it doesn't matter what you throw at somebody. Throw it at them, throw it at them, throw it at them. And then they when they respond, the response is the worst thing in the world. It's a little bit Gore Vidal in my world, a little bit Alinsky. It's all of that kind of stuff. They're the worst people. The worst. Your problem is this verdict, Trump being found liable. Let me let me read you just a, a headline. Jury finds Trump liable for sexual abuse, awards accuser $5 million. That's the headline from News Nation. If I were to just put into a search engine, Trump liable. Here's USA Today. Jury finds Donald Trump liable in civil sex abuse case. Here's CBS News. Trump liable for sexual abuse defamation. Here's Yahoo. Trump liable for sexual abuse must pay $5 million. Here's the New York Times. Jury finds Trump liable for sexual abuse and defamation. Chicago Sun-Times. Jury finds Trump liable for sexual abuse. ABC News. Trump liable for battery defamation in E. Jean Carroll's suit. LA Times, Trump found liable for sexual abuse. Do you see what's happening here? What's happening here is a headline that's been repeated now a million times. It will be known by everybody. And only one um, news organization, only one referred to it as a civil case. That was USA Today. Everyone else just said liable for sexual abuse. Just about everybody else. Liable, liable, liable. Not politically. This didn't happen in the realm of the presidency. This isn't the standard witch hunt stuff. Liable for sexual abuse. Now, it being asked, of course this applies in the standard witch hunt stuff. But you're talking to me. I am listening to suburban women or understanding what it is that they're hearing and how they will respond. And they'll say, yeah, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Maybe I did it in 2016. I didn't do it in 2020 because I just couldn't stand the guy. And now I really can't stand the guy. And I don't even hate Biden as much as I can't stand this guy. Republicans better pick somebody else. Well, that's correct. Republicans better pick somebody else that's a huge massive talking point one that comes up again and again and again that the argument is these things do have a cumulative effect these things are creating an issue these things will prevent will prevent donald trump from taking office Because going back to Representative Sean Duffy's point, it doesn't matter if Trump acolytes don't believe it. It matters if the people you need to win an election believe it, or at least are so disgusted by it, they decide to vote for Biden or stay home. You don't think it matters? With all due respect, that's an emotional response, not a rational response. That's an ideological response, not a reality response. Of course it matters.
you can say to me, and we can both agree from now until the end of time, they have thrown everything at Trump at hopes of getting him on something. This is true. I agree. You can't sell it. Because you know what they're going to believe? They're going to believe Trump did it. They're going to believe that Trump did it. They already believe that Trump did it. Now you got a jury to believe it. He didn't he didn't make a wrong phone call with Ukraine. He didn't you know uh start an insurrection, but did he sexually abuse a woman? Oh, you know Trump sexually abused a woman. I'm telling you how people think. Do I believe it? As I said, I don't find Eugene Carroll trustworthy at all, but I know zero about the case, so I don't get the, I, I don't have a say. I don't have a thought. I don't have a theory here other than absolutely I don't trust her. People are just going to listen to that verdict. Well, Tony, this is the corrupt media. I'm telling you as a radio host, I don't believe her at all, but I'm telling you what's about to happen and why Sean Duffy, the representative, former representative from Wisconsin, is wrong and why anybody who is an ardent Trump supporter who doesn't think that this is an issue will be wrong. Does it mean that Trump can't get the nomination? Of course not. Does it mean that Trump can't overcome? Of course not. Underestimate that man at your own peril. Does it mean that Trump will have a harder time winning a general? Yes. And does it mean that those people who are making the argument based on data that Trump can't win a general, does it make their argument easier? Yes. Winning the nomination is only part one of the battle. You have to be able to win a general. Why do you think the political left is working so hard to make you believe that Ron DeSantis is so unlikable? He had to write, be likable on top of a pad of paper before a debate. That's your, that's your gotcha? Got him. What kind of crap is this? So he wrote likable. Good for him. Just a reminder. Take it easy, dude. Be be a little uplifting. Be a little light and bright with it. Can I tell you, I did my morning show uh, today and ended the show and said, oh, man, that sucked. Oh, I thought it was terrible today. Awful. Can't wait to get back to it tomorrow and redeem myself. I just didn't think that when I was bringing the stories, I was bringing enough joy to them. I mean, it was... It's a super heavy day. The debt limit and the border, this stuff. It just, it's, there's a lot of, dear Lord, this is our country. What the bloody hell is going on here? This is stupid. And so you got to take a breath and be like, today I was like, all right, I'm going to, I shook it off. Like, you know, we're going to go about it. One thing at a time, engage it. Don't be afraid to, to, to have fun with the story. Be honest with it. Be clear, but try and not make it angry. I'm an angry person because I remind myself, try not to make it angry. The news is nasty. This is a nasty story. You have every right to be angry about it. But I always remember that you are the one who's more angry than I am. And I certainly don't have the right to be more angry than you. That's part of the responsibility of being this side of the microphone. So I remind myself, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all. I I, I call it being a professional. 
or at least trying my ever-loving best. They're trying to make DeSantis unlikable because they're preparing for either direction. The Trump supporter must accept that this hurts Trump. It hurts him. Period. Not a debate. And it will have an effect on the election. The Trump supporter may look past it, Representative Duffy, but you need the voter to look past it. And I don't think that's happening anytime soon. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. The question, I have been considering the 14th Amendment. And a man I have enormous respect for, Larry Tribe, who advised me for a long time, thinks that it would be legitimate. But the problem is it would have to be litigated. And in the meantime, without an extension, it would still end up in the same place. I love that Larry Tribe thinks that utilizing the 14th Amendment that says you cannot question the validity of the U.S. debt, that's a reason for Biden to unilaterally raise the debt limit as if he has that authority. Maybe Lawrence Tribe should be reconsidered as as a solid lawyer in that case. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. Yeah, uh, the, the, the justices of the Supreme Court may think otherwise, along with many other judges out there. Meanwhile, they're going to get back together this week. They'll reconvene on Friday, and they'll really work on this debt limit thing. Okay, you work on it. Me, I'm just going to sip on my bourbon. Because I'm not going to be driven crazy by you people who don't know how to stop spending. That's it. This is Tony Katz today.